This is Jim Montague, Executive Editor of Control Magazine and ControlGlobal.com, and this is the sixth in our Control Amplified podcast series. In these recordings, we talk with expert sources about process control and automation topics and try to get beyond our print and online coverage to explore some of the underlying issues impacting users, system integrators, suppliers, and other people and organizations in these industries. For our sixth outing, we're talking to Michael Rissi, VP and CMO at Seek. Michael has been a huge help with several recent articles and provided some excellent input for our March feature on historians and our upcoming May cover on data analytics. And so I thought this might translate well from our usual print and online venues to this audio format. Well, Michael, sorry for the preamble, but uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank, thank you, Jim, very much for having me. All right, let's get started then. Uh, first of all, I, I've just got to tell you, I've been having a hard time getting good answers for that uh, May cover article on data analytics, uh, you know, to the point that I suspect that the process control field maybe doesn't know what data analytics actually are. So I, I guess my first question is, you know, what did data analytics used to be in the process industries? And then, you know, what's it been turning into more recently? Uh, you know, how many clipboards are still out there? Well, that's a, uh, that's a great question. I, there's two things. I'm not sure yet that a majority of or that data analytics have, have or has changed. Uh, what it has been is pretty much what it still is. I do think that will change in the future, but right now sort of present and past look fairly similar to me. And what that actually mean? well, what that actually mean? It depends on who you ask. Like analytics is this wildly abused term. Analytics means whatever you want it to in terms of getting insights from data. So for some people, it might be uh, statistical process control, SPC. To some people, it might be APM, uh, asset performance management. To some people, it might simply be visualization, like dashboards and ways to look at data. But I will tell you, that for most people, the majority of the people, the majority of the time, analytics means spreadsheets. It means the same thing today that it's meant pretty much for the last 30 years because, you know, you look at the history of the historian and you look at the history of the spreadsheet, they kind of evolve together and they're still together. And so what's analytics? Well, it can be a lot of different things. But for most people, most of the time, it's the spreadsheet, the same answer they've had last year, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, in terms of getting insights out of data. So, so it ha we haven't seen a switch yet because that's what it's been, that's what it is. So, you know, it, it, so in light of that history, and, and, you know, this is just another area where things are somewhat calcified, I guess, um, you know, have the, have the data analytics tools and techniques, you know, themselves been changing some? Um, you know, it's just, is it just all software and all in the cloud? But what's going on when you get there? Right. So there's two things that are going to happen. Uh, one is as data moves to the cloud, or what we could say is replatform, as data is replatformed, which is becoming more and more common, when that happens, what happens with customers is they tend to look at the whole stack. They tend to look at the storage, and they tend to look at the analytics. So as data gets replatformed to the cloud, aggregated to the cloud, collected to the cloud, sent to the cloud, People start thinking about the cloud as the place where data goes. They're going to think about where should it get stored, you know, in which public cloud or in which private cloud or in which service, and how am I going to get a 
get those insights out, right? They're going to rethink it. That's just like if you move houses, you end up with new furniture. If you get a bigger house, you get new furniture. If you get a smaller house, you downsize, get less furniture. But your furniture moves with your house uh, or changes with your house. Analytics changes with where your data is. That's one thing that's going to happen. That's cloud-based. The other thing that's going to happen, and that is happening, and certainly we're a part of this, is advanced analytics. And that's a little silly. I just put advanced in front of analytics as if it's something different. But advanced analytics is a specific term that McKinsey and Gartner and other analyst firms use to describe analytics, which is empowered by, enabled by, accelerated by innovation, big data innovation, uh, machine learning innovation, advanced algorithm innovation, open source innovation. It's bringing innovations from the computer science world, tapping Silicon Valley, and bringing them into the process manufacturing analytics space. And, th and those two things, the cloud replatforming, a, a chance to take a fresh look at what you're using for insights. Number two, advanced analytics, bringing this in innovation in uh, to assist engineers and other subject matter experts getting insights more quickly. So then, you know, as I understand it, I mean, it's, it's much better, obviously, to, you know, go from the static spreadsheet that you can't manipulate really and you can't, uh, you, know, you know, you can't make better decisions with right away. Um, so we've got, you know, the cloud, the cloud and, and having things online can help with that. But then maybe reiterate a little bit, the advanced analytics would be then having some kind of algorithms or other, uh, you know, is, is it using algorithms or other predetermined uh, instructions to mm -hmm. then get better data and better decisions. Is that fair to say? Well, we can't help you with better data, but we can certainly help with better decisions. And the analogy I'd make is, but first of all, let's leave it in the hands and leave the investigations up to engineers, process engineers, subject matter experts, quality engineers, reliability engineers, instrument engineers, analysts, other people with expertise, education, experience in the plant and the processes, right? They're the ones who know what are going, what's going on. They're the, they're the ones who know what they're looking for. That's part one. The second thing is let's enable them to find those insights more quickly, leveraging these innovations, advanced analytics, and so forth. So is, how will that change, right? So, okay, great. That's a lot of words. What does that really mean? I mean, we talk constantly to customers who, who say things like, I've always wanted to study this, or I've always wanted to do this, and it's just been too hard. It would take too long. And so there's a set of analytics that are just outside their grasp because it'd be so difficult to do with a spreadsheet. Um, and then there's another set, which they do do, but they're still, I mean, they, they do with the analytics and spreadsheets and so forth, but it's taking them hours and weeks to accomplish this. So you get two things. You get faster analytics on what you're doing, better insights sooner, ability to make decisions, put them in place. And then there's the second class of things that are currently outside the scope, they're too difficult, that you bring into scope and that are now accomplishable. And what I mean by that is, you know, if something was going to take 400 hours with a multi-person project in order to investigate some particular, uh, you know, analytic on a particular type of asset, you can bring that down to within an hour. That's just opens up all sorts of possibilities for what you can study and how quickly you can make an impact on a process or business outcome. 
So, so then maybe what are some examples of the new places where, you know, data analytics are being used that, you know, maybe they weren't before because they were too costly or difficult? There's no, there's no one center of gravity to that, right? You're looking across all process manufacturing verticals. You're looking at all the key outputs, yield, energy uses, asset availability, margins. The, the issue is because those things aren't changing. They, they were they were what they were before. They are what they are today. They're going to be the same tomorrow. You want to do better, continuous improvement. How do you do better? You make better decisions. How do you get better decisions? You know, enable better analytics that can help you drive decisions more quickly. And so I don't think the problems that change is so much as expanding the, the, the types or the number of challenges that these engineers will be able to take on. Well, I was just wondering, you know, is there any particular industries that are doing this more than others? Uh, I'm always surprised to find out oil and gas and chemical are a little further ahead on control and automation than, <laughs> than pharma and others because the margins are smaller in certain industries, and so they got to seek out improvements where folks where the mar where the margins are larger, they they can be set in their ways for for longer periods of time. Well, it's I, funny I, you mentioned that industry. Yeah, I, I was going to list all three industries you just mentioned. What, what was okay. interesting to me was a couple years ago, pharma actually looked like they were investing further faster because of the challenges with oil prices. Today, things maybe maybe have balanced out a little bit, so you've got more out of the more going on in the oil and gas and chemical space. But pharma is not far behind. Um, the the size of the market and the margins and the, and the, the, the impact of decisions in oil and gas assets and availability and planted uptime is just huge amazing millions of dollars per day if not per hour so they certainly have the biggest compelling force behind them in terms of, of improving analytics but then you find you find examples all over across all industries water industries you know that are more interested in smart water or buildings with smart buildings or uh, smart campuses so it gets dotted across the landscape but you nailed it you know the oil and gas chemicals pharma uh, in general, will look like the leading edge of uh, innovation. Yeah. So, so do, do, do you yourself or Seek have any, uh, you know, experiences or best practices that you can share about applying data analytics that uh, listeners can maybe use in their their own processes and facilities, and and they can become one of those uh, smart uh, facilities or campuses. Well. I, I, you help me out on this, but I think Einstein was do if you insanity. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing and expect a different result. Uh, so something's going to have to change, right? And it's not going to be the people. The engineers have the expertise. And I said this a minute ago. I'll say it again. The, the engineers have the expertise and experience. They're the ones who need to be enabled to, to find these insights to improve outcomes. So your people shouldn't change. That's who you want to leverage. Your data shouldn't be required to change. Uh, why not? Well, because there's no simple conversation about data movement. If your company organization has a data strategy, data governance plan, whether it's consolidation or the cloud or keeping it on-premise or whatever it is, there's no simple conversation about data. And so data should not be expected to change to enable you know, new insights. So if you're not going to change your people, you're not going to change your data, what can you change? Well, you can change your applications. You can change the software applications, the advanced analytics applications that people can take advantage of to get those insights more quickly. And that, that, that is certainly our approach at Seek. It's what we're doing. Um, but, but without, whether it's Seek or something else, 
assuming the people and assuming the data, something's got to change in the software and the applications that you should be the, the simplest of the three in terms of, of uh, flexibility. Well, maybe give people a little, uh, you know, we've talked a couple of times about how Seek Solutions are kind of on top of some of the existing software and infrastructure. Just maybe give, a, you know, a nutshell about that too. Sure. So what is Seek, first of all? Seek is an advanced analytics application. What that means is we are, first and foremost, an application. We're for engineers and process engineers. We're an application in the sense of productive, inter, um, interactive, empowering, good associations, hopefully, with, with applications, uh, software applications that people use. We are advanced analytics. Under the covers, we're taking advantage of the innovations that we get out of Silicon Valley, the big data, the machine learning, open source, cloud-based model, or on-prem. Like we're taking advantage of those to, to enable the features in the product that you use. And that's sort of like-ish. Like, think about Google. You can use Google as a consumer. There's a lot going on under the hood with Google, but you know how to work and interact with it. You just use it as an application. That's sort of our philosophy with Seek. We're going to provide an application, and if there's interesting things going on under the hood, those are our issues. We can sort them out, make them make them um, useful. But that's not – the user doesn't have to go learn something new or learn something different to take advantage of it. And then one of the key things about Seek, uh, besides the fact that we are – application for these engineers and subject matter expertise is we only connect the data. And when I say only, I mean we don't move or copy or transform or touch. The systems of record stay the systems of record. And that means the very light touch to your infrastructure. So you can be installed, connect to the data source, and then the engineer can start their investigation, predictive analytics, diagnostic analytics, descriptive analytics, and so forth using the data where it is. So the data doesn't have to be moved or changed. And again, any data conversations tend to be like a big project, right? You're engaging your IT department or something else or creating other parts of work you may not want to do. So that's what Seek is, advanced analyst application for engineers works with your data, you know, where it is. And, and to your first question, you know, our goal is to break with the path. Analytics, however you define them today, it's pretty much how they've been. The, for most people, most of the time, it's spreadsheets. From, there may be exceptions, APM, SPC, visualization, and so forth. We're trying to break with that and actually bring something new in. And the something new is this innovation, software innovation, Silicon Valley innovation that does make a difference in your work. You know, I was a little, uh, I, I must say, you said that well, the data shouldn't have to change and the people shouldn't have to change. And I'm always like, oh, man, you know, I can't, you know, maybe, you know, I'd like to be a little more optimistic and, and thinking maybe they can change a little bit because, you know, everybody gets a oh. smartphone and the people may not have changed, but they're sure behaving differently uh, than they used to. So I, I was thinking, you know, is that, is there any changes in perspective or psychology needed to tackle, you know, better data analytics on the plant floor? Well, first of all, let me correct myself because I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want to be misunderstood. When I say the people don't have to change, I mean you don't have to go hire new people or that there's some some group of people out there that, you know, the engineers aren't the right people. We're going to go talk to these other people. No, the engineers have to be swapped out or replaced or there's some new audience. Uh, the engineers you have, the engineers employed, I mean, they should feel good about their job prospects because 
they've got, again, that expertise and experience in the plant. They know what they're looking for. So do they uh, – so the right people are already in place. To your question yeah. then, now that I've corrected myself, about psychology, that, that is a good – it's a very good question. And why – why am I laughing? Why I said, well, because, you know, there still is a required openness to these innovations. I mean, I don't know the first time you saw Google, if you said, well, I'm going to start using Google, or if you said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing, right? Breaking right. the habit of what you've been doing to now, yes, there is a piece of psychology change. And, you know, like there's there's there is something new to learn there is something new and and getting over that learning curve to get to the other side yes there is a little psychology involved but the engineers who are there in place they're certainly um you know educationally capable um professionally capable and you know able to use uh, use our software they can use excel they can use it um so they're the right people and and they just need to know that that's a possibility Right, right. Well, it's like, you know, I'm still using Yahoo to start my searches, you know, and, and or, you know, America Online or something like that. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I've always done it that, you know, and there's very much of an if it's not broke, don't fix it mindset. Right, and, exactly. You know, none exactly. of us like yep. to make substantive changes. It's really got to yep. have, just like the smartphone or other, or the cloud, it's got to have a really good use case, um, you know, to to get people to, to take it on in, in large numbers, like, you know, the advent of television or, or things like that. Yeah. So, and that kind of leads me into, you know, I, you know, I hesitate to ask one because I don't want to change and I'm uncertain, you know, as many of the listeners are about what comes next, but then, then how is data analytics likely to continue evolving, you know, even more in the future? Well, a minute ago, we talked about the two big switches, right? One is cloud and one is, is advanced analytics, right? Advanced analytics is an accelerator to what engineers can do with data because there's more capable features uh, and possibilities in the software they use. What is going to evolve clearly is, and this is, this is why the advanced analytics piece is so important, look, there's going to be a lot more data. There, the whole Internet of Things, industrial Internet of Things, how pervasive and expensive sensors are, cheaper data storage, there's going to be a lot more data and a lot more sources that can be used or leveraged for investigation, right, of a particular challenge. So, you know, you used to do investigation, you know, on your DCS data within a plant. Now you're going to be doing investigation of the DCS data and the supply chain data. And, I mean, you may be looking all the way up the supply chain to the source or the manufacturing process of the raw ingredients for your right. your own production plant. Like you can, so there will be more, and that is the I think that's the biggest background noise or background topic uh, behind all of this analytics story, which is oh my goodness, are you seeing what's going on with the data volumes? And so there will be more. I that's it. I still think but, the right it, person, but it's not right? unapproachable, right? I mean, that's the no. psychological shift is that, hey, you know, where where these things, the spreadsheet, you know, needed the daisy wheel printer or, you know, these, these there's a lot of programming or a lot of headaches involved in, in, in getting the data analytics. The, the tools 
as they're as they're coming, including from Seek and others, and, and the algorithms and the you know hopefully the you know applications of machine learning or artificial intelligence as a tool. You know, it's not going to mm-hmm. replace people. It's going to make no. you know the volumes of data more approachable and something you can benefit from easily, hopefully. But, right? Well, there, there is there. I can uh, like you. I watch the market, and that doesn't mean I always agree with all parts of it. There is some school of thought that says, "Look, we are going to replace the people. It's all just going to be an algorithm." I find those people don't have a lot of experience with process manufacturing, plants, complexities, assets, and so forth. So, within the domain, within the process manufacturing space, maybe manufacturing overall, the subject matter expert, the engineer. The analyst with experience that it's so valuable, their perspective and experience to the analytics process. I don't see them going away. If you have a very simple asset class and you've got a lot of those assets, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, yes, it's possible to run algorithms over them, sort of more. I don't know if automatically is the right word, but to to run algorithms over large volumes of data from a similar asset and get something from that's insightful. But that's not sort of the normal case for a lot of process manufacturing plants with the complexities of recipes and the changing of raw materials and ambient temperatures and shifts and, and um, environmental regulations and price points and everything else that changes constantly. And that simple model for where machine learning can run simply mm, isn't the same in most manufacturing plants. So. That's why the that's why the engineers, subject matter experts, are so important. That's why I see anything that I say or do about it, advanced analytics is a complement to the people that are in place as opposed to a replacement. All right. Okay. Well, Michael, again, as, as always, those were some very enlightening thoughts. In, in my personal case, I'm understanding data analytics a little better, and it should help me, uh, you know, approach my story. You know, just as hopefully the listeners can approach uh, using it uh, more effectively for better decisions in their own application. Uh, Thanks again for talking to us today. Hey, pleasure to be here, and thanks for taking the time. This has been uh, another Control Amplified podcast. I'm Jim Montague. Thanks for listening. And, oh, as usual, uh, please remember that Control Amplified podcasts are available on most podcasting apps, such as the iTunes Store and Google Play and also on Control Magazine's YouTube channel podcast. Uh, they're also available at, uh, at uh, controlglobal.com, of course. Thanks very much. <laughs>